yourself on himself towards your direction you could limit the flow of god's word praise the name of jesus and 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 that is why sometimes you realize that we all sit in one place that we are fed with god's word but our outcomes are different and jesus christ painted so clearly when he used the parable of the sower say so went to sow say some seeds fell on the roadside some fell on the rock some fell in the thorns and some fell on good soil and even the good ground there was, there was 100 there was 60 there was 30 even in that place amen and he goes on talking about the fact that oh some receive the word of great joy and then the devil comes take it away he says some receive the word of great joy they like the word the word is one of his working in them but he says that and the thorns the cares of this life chokes the effectiveness of god's word so the effectiveness of god's word can be limited in our direction and now you have to understand something. We, we also know from the key scripture in John 6 is the three. What about key scriptures? It says that Jesus Christ says, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. They are spirit and life. The words are spirit, they are spirit and their life. And Bishop told us the first they introduced the subject. He said that until you encounter the spirit and the life of the word, the word has no force in your life. So the force of God's word is in the spirit. And the life of that word. Now, if that is the case, then it means that there's a certain positioning that you and I must have to be able to break into the place of the spirit and the life of God's word. God's word is not scarce. But it can be scarce based on where you are. God's word is not scarce. God is not wicked and therefore his words are not scarce. It's not scarce resources that you need economics for. His words in abundance. But it depends on where you are. There's a place you are. You will see words but not see the word. What will change you are not words. It's the word in the words. positioning and that's what we're going to look at tonight so how come somebody has read through the whole bible from matthew okay from genesis for Old Testament to malachi jump to matthew to revelations he has read all of them he can quote them to you but yet there are certain things the person is not walking in i shared something with the saints on tuesday when we're praying that kingdom manifestation on earth are at the disposal of those that have access to the keys. When it comes to reigning, allowing the life of Christ to be expressed in this dimension, you need to understand the keys of the kingdom. And that is what the spirit and life of God's word does to you. Simple example. All of us know the scripture. Let's go to Isaiah 53, verse 5 and 6. Let's go there. Isaiah 53, verse 5 and 6. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Can we have it on the screen so we read it together? Isaiah 53, verse 5 and 6. But he was wounded for our transgressions. In fact, sometimes we're even more personal. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and by stripes. I am healed. 
Yet you are sick for two years. Why is the word saying this? But what I am seeing is different. At this point, I've been informed. My transformation is in encountering the spirit and life of this word. When the word comes alive, you see, when the word comes alive in you, people of God, it's not about talking. You show it. It will come alive. So many have seen this. Oh, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. If I'm right, let's go there. Let's see something there. This one scripture for healing. But there are many who have prayed this and not see anything. It's not just in the head. It must drop from the head and come to the spirit. Give me Jeremy 8.18. Jeremy 8.18. Jeremy 8.18. Um, I think I've missed my scripture. It is he that give any power to make wealth. 8.18. And you shall remember. Good. For it is he who gives you power to get wealth. We've known the scripture. We pray the tongues in it. But the wealth is not showing. There's a spirit and life of this word. Now, I made a statement earlier on that God's words are not scarce, but can be scarce based on where you are located. The wise man said to his son, and I remember we shared a word like this, those days in MJ Grand. He said, my son, incline your ears to my sayings. <laughs> incline your ears to my sayings. I am saying something, but it must incline. There's a certain attention it must give. Else, they have ears, but they can't hear. That's why Christ will speak, and you say something. That seeing, they will not see. That means you can be looking and not seeing. You can be hearing and not hearing. Hallelujah. That is why our next key scripture now becomes important in this month. Joshua 1, verse 6 to 9. Especially the verse number 8. So, the power of God's word is, it comes to bear when we are able to access the spirit and the life until the spirit of life is communicating to you and I, it is just an information. But it's a position you must have in kind of ears. There's a certain attention you must give to the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now there's a way you be talking to somebody and you go like, the person is looking at you, but like, you're not with me. You see that thing? The person is looking at you, looking at you, doing like this. But I say, ah, you're not with me because if you're with me, the reaction I'm expecting, I will get it. But the person is just doing, say, no, no, you're not with me. Because what I just said now should trigger something different in you. It means that you're just, you're just, you're, you're just giving me audience. But God's word was beyond that. God's word demands a dimension of concentration, consciousness, discipline expectation that the word can produce. Hallelujah. 
So, remember that God's word does not fail. God's word does not fail. But there are a lot of us that attach a very casual approach when it comes to God's word. There are some that pick the word of God, they pick the Bible to study, and it's just to fulfill a religious responsibility. It's just to make us feel good that at least I've read my Bible. But you see, God did not allow us to have the scriptures to make us feel, and feel that we have read. No. He wants us to look at this living word so we can live the living life. It's for living. Not for us being informed. It's for living. It's for showing forth the life of Christ. The men look at you and they realize you are different. Why? You are feeding on the living word. Hallelujah. So we are meant to eat it. Hallelujah to Jesus. God said to Ezekiel, say, take the scroll, eat it. The word must be eaten. The word must be eaten. Don't eat it like the way I eat, I eat very fast. When it comes to God, don't eat fast. You take your time. You chew the word. We were taught, Mama taught us recently about the ruminant. How that it will, you know, it will, it will, it will graze, right? And then later sit somewhere and then bring it out again and chew over it again to make sure it gets what is inside that thing. So, before we go into the, the, the two things I want to mention that are complements for the word, that allows the word to have the right atmosphere for it to access the spirit of that word, is, you know when you buy orange? Recently I bought orange on the street. You know, and the woman asked me, no. Hallelujah. And go like, cha. And see, when he has cha, they are no. You have to put it in your mouth and squeeze it. In fact, the way my dad does to oranges is quite, he, not that, he will squeeze, open it, eat it, take the seed out, eat that. Orange self know that he has been eating. Uh, you get the whole idea. Uh-huh. There are some of us that will just take it to get the juice and then we are okay. But others, if others go to the point of they will take the seed, grind the seed and drink the seed too. Oh yeah. And there are medicinal values in the seed. Yeah. Yeah, orange seed. That's the spirit of life. <laughs> I get the whole idea. Yeah. By knowledge, the person knows that the seed is not wasted. So you either plant the seed or to heal your body. Based on exposure. Like I shared with a friend today. I was saying that your, your, your choices are limited to your exposure. If, if, if maybe you want, to, um, you want to invite speakers for a program and you, you are not familiar with, let's say, the terrain of, in the terrain that has a lot of great speakers in different areas, you will be limited to about three, four and think that's the best you have in town. But when you enlarge your exposure, and I told you there are two that your exposure, is that you get on your knees and pray and God will tell you, call this person, though you don't know the person, call this person and put a word in his mouth. Or in the multitude of counselors and safety. You go to people that know people. Say, oh, this person, for what you want to do, this person will be a great blessing. That's why there's recommendations. Hallelujah. So, your exposure is so limited at some point that you never knew that a seed of orange can help you kill something. So, when you're done, have that, on the seed that, somebody will gather that one, that is money. Because that is a fool. That is farm business. But by your limited knowledge, number two, your, your limited knowledge has affected your ability to even see opportunities. So actually, even opportunities are identified by your exposure. 
Do you get it? I saw somewhere, I think on Instagram, somebody said that, is I see the foreigners that come to Ghana enjoy Ghana that we who are Ghanaians. In fact, when you speak to some of them out, they go like, Ghana is a land of massive, numerous opportunities. And you go like, where? But by their exposure, there are things they've been exposed to by knowledge. So based on that, when they come here, they see different avenues to make money. But you and I are so familiar with Ghana that we can't see the opportunities. And it's sometimes more because our exposure is limited. In the same vein, coming to church increases or enlarges your, your scope of the ability of God's word. You realize that, ah, said the word can be used to change that, change this, change that, change this. That's why teachings are very important. Are you with me? Hallelujah. The word of God, a man of God, one of, one of our great fathers said that, uh, he said, all you need, all you need to have your needs met is the word of God. It's God. God's word is all you need. Now, if God said that's all you need, I Paul the apostle say something, that to Paul, what he's trying to say is that, if God could give you Jesus, what else can he add? Because it means that Jesus is all that God has for you. So if God searched his treasure and found out all I need is Jesus, his word made flesh, then it means that everything, every other thing is wrapped up inside this word. Then if that's the case, then I have a responsibility with my tutor the Holy Ghost, to explore the different dimensions and realms of the word so I can be able to apply the word in every area of my life. In business, in family, in ministry, in my finances, every area. Never you as a business person ever say that this one, let's, let's forget spirit, let's forget the word of God. Let's, let's, this is, let's be practical. Because you have no exposure about what the word can do. Oh, no, no, no. This has not met. This, this is not prayer. This science. The guy needs a psychologist, not the word of God. Psychologists too. Have you ever met them when they are trying to counsel somebody? They ask questions that are very irritating sometimes. So how do you feel right now? So what making you feel this way? So are you really feeling? What, what do you feel when you see hair? How does hair make you feel? How does it make you feel? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But you know something? A man who is in contact with the word of life will speak one word into that person who is troubled in the soul and that word enters. And like Jesus who was walking on the water, when the disciples accepted him into their boat, there was calmness. But when you are not in contact with the spirit and the life, there are mere information you are given. It makes no transformation. What changes men about God's word is when they encounter the spirit and the life. This is the reason one of the companies are going to stand the course of the month is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit. Praise God. It's the Holy Spirit. Amen. But tonight, quick, let's just, let me just brush it through a little bit. Write down prayer. And write down fasting. Oh glory. Oh glory. These are the two things we don't like. 
prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. These two things require months of studies. Just touch a little bit. And I know that in the course of the month, we're going to look into it deeper. Amen. One of the things that worries us as Christians, sometimes some things we think we know, but we don't know them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worse than ignorance. To think you know and you don't know. It's, a, it's, it's because you don't need help. Because you, you, you don't need help because you and I don't know you need help. Hallelujah. Prayer and fasting. People of God, I can't, I can't lie to you, people of God. Your prayer life, your fasting life does have a great impact on your access to the life of God's word. I can tell you of a fact. A person who's not prayerful will always be informed by God's word. Never encounter the life of God's word. Why? The battle of the senses with truth. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, verse number 3 down. Let's read it. Hallelujah. I'll say very, very practical things to you on fasting and prayer. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. This is not a scripture for spiritual warfare. Most of this scripture is used at all nights. Around that 1 a.m. Yeah, the time that people think that the brethren are working. But these guys work at any time. They work at any time. Amen. So he said at 1 a.m., when the people started dozing the all night, then the prayer warrior will come. Open for me. Second Corinthians 10, verse number 3. Apaya, apaya, apaya. For though we walk in the flesh, we, we, we are not, brother, we are not joking here. <laughs> you see, the people are awake here, Charlie. We are about to fight. Fight. Yes. Yes. Come the flesh. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not color. And the tongues become heavy. But mighty God for pulling down strongholds from your father's house. These strongholds from your father's house. Strongholds from your past. Mm -mm. Let's go down. Casting down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of the word of Christ. Verse 6 And be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. You see, one thing that prayer and fasting does, permit me to use the word, it takes off the veil. So you can access the manner. The veil of the flesh. When you talk about the flesh, flesh is not this one. Flesh is not the skin. No. No. Flesh is talking about canality. Canality is so close. We're talking about sensuality. What does that mean? It means that 
you judge things by your five senses. What you see, what you hear, what you smell, what you feel, and what else? What you touch. And God said to Apostle Paul, Romans chapter 8, that as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And he says that a person that walks in the flesh is an enemy of God. So, as we all are seated here, all looking at me, your mind is not quiet. As you are hearing what I'm saying, there are strongholds in your head from what you learned in school, what your grandfather told you, what they've been telling when you were born. Every knowledge you've interacted apart from God's word is fighting. In fact, other theological be, you know, beliefs are fighting what is coming to you. A simple example, the word of God is coming. That Jesus Christ took away all your infirmities, bore all your sicknesses. And right there in your bag is the lab results. That says that you have leukemia. And the pastor is saying, according to God's word, Jesus Christ took away all your infirmities and bore all your sicknesses. And by stripes, you were brother, you were healed. You're no longer sick, you were healed. And then, the thing is in your back. And then your eyes have seen it. Your hands have touched it. You can feel the sharp pains in your body. Hallelujah. Now all these things have informed a certain knowledge in you that is now trying to lift itself against the truth of God's word. And the writer of Hebrews says that looking unto Jesus, looking away from all this, but focus on Jesus. So now, what must I do? I must remove the veil. What's the veil? Look away from these factors that are trying to feed me and look at the truth. Jesus Christ said in John, he says that when you continue in the truth, then are ye my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall not be free. So it means that the truth needs continuity of following. That's why as we keep beholding, as we keep looking, as we keep looking, so what does prayer for? Now, prayer and fasting helps you to remove all these veils. So you can focus on what God is saying. When you have denied your body of food, your body, which is actually very, very vulnerable to the dictates of the flesh, becomes weak. It can't conduct its functions. Now your spirit man is awake. That's fasting doing to you. And then the prayer strengthens your inward man. Your antennas are raised. You can easily catch reception. So you realize that. You begin to see things better than you saw before. Hallelujah. Praise God. Imagine you have been in prayer and you've been fasting. You've been praying for at least an hour or two just with the Lord in fellowship in prayer. You were talking to God. When you were down, now sit on the word. You will see things you've never seen before. It's like DSTV. When the weather changes, you can't watch football. Have you noticed that DSTV, when the weather changes, network is very bad. The weather is a veil. 
when, <laughs> when the weather clears, smoothness. It's like ECG. When the rain, the clouds gather, light to go off. When there are no clouds, you have your light. There are many things contending with the free flow of God's life through his word to you. Fasting and prayer. You can't throw it away, people of God. You can't, you can't throw it away. A man of God said that the previous generation left this generation with prayer, fasting, and holiness. What are we living for that generation? Is it lighting and stage and smoke? Are you with me? So we'll come have meetings. We are more concerned about how, you know, the aesthetics, how the place will look like. Will look like. But here is the previous generation whose flyer cry, the design is not nice. If you see the fonts they use for their designs, you want to cry. But crowds will gather. Power will flow. And we have another generation who has not been able to balance the two. We are good at presentation, but no manifestation. Powerful LED screens. Powerful motion pictures. Powerful cameras. <laughs> and the best you could do We'll clap and I say, wow, what, what a meeting. What a meeting. There's a generation. The fathers. The seats cry is bench. Benches. No carpets. No AC. But people are encountering Jesus. They are encountering Jesus. Why? These fathers understood that they don't have to focus on the aids. They have to focus on the one for whom the meeting is gathered for. People of God, in our days, many translations. Bible is available. On your phone is there. Laptop is there. Tab is there. In fact, if you don't have a phone, go to a cafe. There are a few around. Amungus are there are a few around. You get one, you click, you can Google and see Bible. I remember just it's not too far. Just 1999, 2001. All right, Isaiah. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I'll be studying, and you come to my room, you see a concordance here, a dictionary here, King James here, Dick's Bible here, good news here, NLT. One person, I see I'm playing keyboard. And it's only one thing I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Okay, understand. What's the Greek word? What's the Hebrew word here? Okay, what's the dictionary meaning here? What is that here? A notebook is here. Two notebooks. One is here for words. One is here for uh, some pills. And they are all there. But now you pick a phone. You can open several Bibles. Just several Bibles at a go and read it. We are so privileged to have information, but we are still backward. I tell you. If Paul the Apostle, sometimes I, I tell, Lord, forgive me. If Paul the Apostle now this, I think Paul would have won the whole world for Christ before dying. Because you'll see him on YouTube, he'll be on Facebook, he'll be on Instagram, he'll be on every TV station, and he'll be flying in and out. But these men walked. They walked. And yet they transformed the world. They walked. Why? There was something else burning in them. It was not, it was not outward. It was inward. Hallelujah. Give me Acts chapter 6. Are you being blessed tonight? There's life in God's word though. You just need some time away from food. Some time away from plainly talk to people. And talk to God. And you will see. Go to verse number 2. 
Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. We are not called to be in matter ministry. That's why there are a lot of us, see, there are people in church. They so serve and are never served with the beauty of the land. Even service must be done by the Spirit. There are people, when prayer time starts, that's when you go and start cleaning things. You are doing a good thing at the wrong time. Jesus walks into the house. Two personalities, two different approach. One is good, one is right. There's two different things. Jesus enters. They both welcome him into the house. It means that they both accepted Jesus. <laughs> but one sat at the feet. The other went to work on feast. I am rhyming. I am rhyming. One sat at the feet. She recognized that what had come to the house was food. To feed them, not them to feed the food. He said, I'm the bread of life. <laughs> Mary knew that. She went on there. Jesus, teach me. And Christ was happy. Martha did not realize that when Jesus is hungry, he is looking for somebody to eat him. Are oh, you forgotten? In John chapter 4. It's right there. He was hungry. And he has sent them to go and get him food. But when they came back, the man was still smiling. They said, ah. Oh, have somebody given him food? He said, I have food to eat you don't know of. That means the food of Christ is to feed you. With himself. I think Mary knew that. So when Christ came, he sat at the feet. And was receiving. Drinking of him. Soaking of him. What was Martha doing? Martha was busy doing the good thing. Good is not right. Right is not good. It was good that when Christ was told that Lazarus was sick, he should go and visit him. But it wasn't right. It was right that he'd bring him out from dead. <laughs> the ways of the spirit are not your ways. Can I tell you something? People of God, I tell you, if all of us were to walk by the Spirit, let me tell you something. At the initial stage, people will be offended in you. But later, they will understand. Who will be offended that you are our friend? And your friend, your bosom friend is dying. He's sick. You didn't come and visit. Now that he has died after 40, you're not coming. He too will be But just imagine. No, if it was you, you'll be that quiet like Mary and uh, Martha would. No, 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 no. I can imagine perfect in the shoes of Martha. Can you come back to them? There are many cannot believe that in church like that. Oh, there are many. Then I'll say, Pastor didn't come and visit me. I won't go to that church again. You are worse than matter. Why are you not in church again? That church. Since I was admitted to the hospital, not even a deacon from that church came to say hello to me. That church, they don't love human beings. 
But could he have been patient to find that maybe something went wrong somewhere? Did they even know? But we are so quick to feel right. Others will be wrong. So quick. Hallelujah. Mary sat at the feet. Taken of him. Martha was cooking. Please, in church, be careful. There are many who have been in church that are not matured in the faith. But they are aged, they, are, they have aged inside church, but they have not matured. It's not about being in church. What are you doing in church? Are you at the feet or you're preparing a feast? I know something. Those that have stayed in church long who are not growing, they are the ones that gossip a lot. No, if you have if you have ate of the master so much, eh, he's only one you, the only one that you share. You have nothing to share but him. But when you have not fed on him too much, the other things you look for to supplement it. Are you with me? And most times they are the ones that are against testimonies. Well, what, what, what does he mean? When did he come to this church? We from the scratch. From the scratch. Well, those times when Bishop would sit us in his hall. And he take us to his bedroom and be teaching us things. Well, when did you come? They say he, 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 he owns two trailers now. Where is it? Let's just find out. This guy's a thief. We know it. Let's check it out. You were in the same house with Christ, but not at his feet. You were in the kitchen. Everyone outside will say, where is Jesus? Oh, he's in Martha and Mary's house. But where is Martha? Because the thing is that what is happening in the house is not known to those outside because the doors are locked. So yes, you are in church. But where are you? That's what God said to Adam. <laughs> yes, you are in the garden, but I can't find you. Where are you? There's where to be. Because the, the, in the coolness of the day, the word of life is coming. But it's a place the word needs to meet you and feed you. Where are you, Adam? So in every church, there are two people. Martyrs and Marys. Ask your neighbor, it be Mary or it be Martha. Interestingly, I will end by saying this. When Christ rose from the grave, Mary saw him first. <laughs> Mary, when she came and reported, ah, the man is awake. Oh, sham, they were running. One disciple outran Peter and the rest. He went there. He stood outside and saw that the thing was empty. Peter came, entered, examined. So the first one looked and passed. Peter examined and passed. Mary remained still questioning. Where have you placed my lover? Where? Do you know something? Your waiting is because of what you have seen in him. The worst you have seen in him will make you wait longer. You will not be Peter, you will be the first disciple. And you know something? Christ was not meant to reveal himself there. He was supposed to go and present something in heaven before coming to them. But the, the desire of a lover who wants to see him made Christ stop by, transit to reveal yourself. The woman said, Master, where have you laid my lover? Then Jesus Christ mentioned, I'm sure there's a way Christ called in his, you know, oh, this is Jesus. There's a name. 
People that are intimate, they have special names. What is Christ's pet name for you and I? When he mentioned a name, he said, ah, my Lord said, don't touch me. I'm yet to present myself before my father and your father. That's the one time I was teaching, I said that um, in Acts of the Apostles, the first time Christ went to heaven. Why? Because he came to fulfill everything about the law. When the sacrifice is made, the high priest must go and present it in the holies of holies. When it's accepted, he comes out and blesses the people. So Jesus Christ, as a high priest in the order of Melchizedek, and also the lamp, had to take the blood to the holies, the eternal holies of holies. And that's what we see in Revelation chapter number 4. And the whole heavens and earth was quiet. He said, and I wept. While he was weeping, he had a touch. One of the elders says, weep no more. And when he looked, he beheld the lamp as if that was slain. And he took that scroll. That was when Christ appeared there. When it was accepted, he now came down. Remember, he appeared when they were locked and said, peace. And breathe on them. Receive you the Holy Spirit. People of God, Mary sat at the feet. People of God, fasting and prayer is non-negotiable if you must encounter the spirit and life of the word. A testimony by um, one of the fathers of faith. He said when he became a pastor, he looked around. Every pastor was poor. Every pastor, not even a bicycle, poor. And he said, ah, but Lord, how can you call us to your work, a, a rich God like you? What's happening here? He took his Bible, took some two books, went into retreat, fasting. Now, while he was in fasting, praying and reading, praying and reading, he said he caught it. When he caught it, he said he, he stood up and shouted, I can never be poor. And that was it. Don't say something if you have not gone there. Don't say something. When you see a man standing, he said, I can't die before my time. Ask him, what have you found? It's men that find, that make confessions with conviction. If you have not found, you say some. They might even slap you. You want to enjoy the bread of life? Sometimes put this bread down. And you have clarity. The veil will be off. So you can behold the spirit and the life. When you are praying, as Paul prayed in Ephesians 1, verse 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21. You know, anytime I read that scripture, I'm like, wow. When you read the verse 3 of chapter 1 of Ephesians down, the things Paul was saying were too heavy. So he had to pause and let them pray. Pray for them before he can continue. They were too heavy. Blessed be the God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. He began to enumerate the blessings. It doesn't count that you are accepted in the beloved. That he chose to be for the foundation of the earth. Those are the blessings. So Paul says, no, the eyes of your understanding become enlightened. Because when the eyes of your understanding become enlightened, you will see these things. You will see these treasures in the saints. Ah, it will help matters. The Lord grant us grace to put this body down. The grace to put his body down and give attention to the word. You will encounter the life and the spirit of God's word in the name of Jesus. Rise to feet and pray. Pray in the spirit for about five minutes. Pray in the spirit. 
pray in the spirit. You have heard the word, but the word must sink into our spirit, man. Pray, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. What did Mary see that made her to sit at the feet of Jesus? She sat there and was receiving of him. She sat there receiving of him. Oh, there's a word for every area of your life. Jesus Christ said, when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall lead you into all truth. There are corridors and departments of truth. There are different rooms in the mansion of truth. <laughs> a man having separated himself intermingled. Yes, 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 yes. Even this word that came, there's a spirit and life dimension. You must receive it. I must receive it. As we can't walk in it, you only put to work the words whose spirit has entered into you. Hey, you live the life of the word which is spirit has entered into you. Has entered into you. Has entered into you. Has entered into you. Oh, Rabbah Shelebe. We shall not leave the word of God and set tables. In Jesus' name. One more prayer. Go to verse number three of this scripture. Go to verse number three of this scripture. People of God, everything you and I need is in the word of God. It's in the word of God. It's in the word of God. It's in the word of God. Every provision that you need is just by encountering the spirit and life of that word. That's all you need. The spirit and life of that word. So therefore, brethren, seek out among your, you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Verse number four. But we will give ourselves, not sometimes, but continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Ha! 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 A man of God made a statement just some months ago. I think Pastor Biodo, he said something that um, he said success is what you have become. Is what you have become, not what you are doing, what you have become. Because things come to what you have become. You understand? He said that men shall come to the brightness of your rising. If there is no brightness in the rising, they won't come. It's what you have become. So that's why the focus of Jesus Christ is to change you. When you are changed, everything around you will change, will conform to you. You see, the people of God, the whole of creation huh, waited in endless expectation. Oh, let's go there. Romans chapter 8, right? Verse what? Romans 8, let's go. It's verse 16. Romans 8, quickly, I want us to read it quickly. Time is gone. What's that? What is it? Romans 8, verse expectation. I can show you that scripture now. Hurry up, help me. Fast, fast, fast. Romans chapter 8 is in chapter 8. Hurry up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will not fail your generation. 
I said, you know, failure generation. You know, failure generation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give me verse 18 first. Let me see something. Give me verse 18. Hurry up. Verse 18. Okay, go to verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. The sons are concealed. They must be revealed. <laughs> go to verse, verse 20. What does it say? 20 says what? For the creation was subjected to futility. Not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. People of God. Bible says that by one man, sin entered the world. People of God. Animals were not dying. The earth was not being destroyed. But the day the head of the earth rebelled against his head, the whole of earth went to the decadence. What happened to Adam happened to the world. And so all that God had to do was to save the head of the earth. Are you with me? And you are the head of the earth. Hallelujah. So when Jesus changes you, you will change your environment. You will be the reason why the ozone layer will not tear. Ah. Ah. Receive grace to give yourself continuously, continually to the word of life. I can't hear you pray. I can't hear you pray. Can you pray? Pray. Hallelujah. Pray. Just a minute. Pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we love you. We thank you. We celebrate you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that the, the discipline, the discipline, the discipline, to put the weights away and wait on the word be released upon our life. A loud amen could help you in this matter. Another loud amen could help in this matter. A final shout of amen will help.